it's almost time. Okay. Hey everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I am your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. My guests today are Tim and Heather Kaufman. Collectively, they've lost almost 300 pounds. They're going to tell you how they did it, and they're going to tell you about this great opportunity. It's absolutely free to learn more about how you can also thrive against all odds. Please welcome Tim and Heather to the show. It's nice to see you because I've seen you a bunch, Tim, but Heather, this is the first time. Thank you for having us. It's nice to see you. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I want to know about the woman behind the man, you know, because you (laughs) have been along for the ride. And without you, I don't know if all the success might have happened. No, it definitely would. In fact, I would say not only would the success not have happened, but I would definitely um, have been six feet under. There's no doubt in my mind. And it's also a very special day because it's Heather's birthday today. So (gasps) that too. A Libra like Bailey. Happy birthday. Thank you. Well, that's good. Well, then you're going to get you're getting a present, not because it's your birthday, because it's your first time on the show, but we'll pretend it's for your birthday. <laughs> you, know, you know, Tim, you're just such a kind and gentle person. And I'm curious, Heather, you know, before he made the change, was his did he have this sweet personality? Um, He did, but he also was, well, he was quiet and he did not talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he was, you know, I was the one that was more speaking for us, you know, for different things and the roles have changed. <laughs> well, that's just so interesting. So he wasn't ever like mean or anything like that. No, I mean, like, you know, he was grouchy a lot, you know, a lot of times he's grouchy and just miserable, you know, miserable. I wouldn't say he was ever like, you know, mean or nasty. It's just, he was miserable and pain and, you know, just not happy, not a happy person. But he is now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I had this big old bushy beard and I looked at the floor and I never made eye contact with people. So yeah, I guess it is kind of a 180. And he didn't really like, you know, family to kind of hug him. He was like back, always backed off. And now he's a, he's a hugger. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, we're not here to talk about your book, but when does it come out? We got to know. Uh, it's, we keep hitting uh <laughs> little speed bumps but mm-hmm. it's coming i i really would like to get it out before december but i yes. keep saying that and then it keeps getting pushed uh, but we're almost done we're um i feel like every time we go through another round of edits we're starting the whole process mm-hmm. over again and it's frustrating mm-hmm. it's like the two things you hear and i'm sure you've heard this why don't you write a book why don't you open a restaurant just you try it guys those are like the two mm-hmm. hardest things in the world if it was easy yeah. everybody would do both of those Yeah, in fact, we have two weeks left and our restaurant will be permanently closed. And to be honest with you, this summit and actually something you said and a ton of other people agreed with kind of really had a lot to do with our decision for closing. Mm -hmm. And that's about creating um, your own environment, like keeping a safe Mm -hmm. environment. And believe it or not, even though we sold really healthy food, We did do a lot of cashew sauces, a lot of dried fruits, a lot of pastas, a lot of uh, things that we didn't really used to eat, but soy curls, uh, a lot of baked goods goods that were oil-free and refined sugar-free, but still had, you know, high calorie density. So after, well, we started recording like last year, 
And I said, Heather, the more I keep listening to these doctors and psychologists, we have to clean up our environment, even though it's a healthy one. And we were the stories that would come in are amazing, but it was actually not a healthy space for us. Right. So, yeah, restaurants are tough, very tough. Well, it's also hard work, even if, you know. Right. And when you talk about being healthy and trying to get people healthy, but when you're also stressed over things, stress does not help as well. And you can't be there for people if you're if you're stressed and you don't take care of yourself. And time. It's a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of time. But and you're still like you are you still a teacher, Tim? I am, yes. Oh my God. I yeah, mean, a couple more time? years. Posting summits, writing books, teaching full time, having a restaurant, running, you know, whatever races you run. When do you have? Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot, but it's fun. You know, I do it because I like to do it. Uh, passion was another reason why we kind of got rid of the restaurant is because we had we, our passion was to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we opened the place. And then when COVID hit, we couldn't do any more classes. So we just started cooking. And then we're in this dark room peeling 50 pounds of onions at a time and it became not so fun anymore so yeah <laughs> but is hosting a summit fun tell us all about what you have oh my up. gosh that's <laughs> that was so you make it look so easy mm-hmm. and it's definitely not easy um what did we do 90 some 90 some videos I can't remember. um I can't remember. it was insane Wait, you did 90 videos well because what we wanted to do we're supposed to talk about this towards the end, but what we wanted to do is make the summit more of a journey, like to mimic my journey. So it's kind of gives you the feeling that you're sitting right at our table with us. And we kind of introduce each speaker, uh, give some things that, you know, we like about the speaker, things to look for. And then after the expert, doctor, whatever does their thing, then we kind of unpack everything and we kind of relate it to our story. Um, and the takeaways are more personal. And then we introduce the next one. So we have a video in between each video and then we have start today and finish today. So with 40, how many speakers? It's a lot. It was a lot. It was a ton. It was a ton. Wow. Did you do all the interviews or did Heather help with some of them? Tim did the interviews. Okay. And then I um, ran the restaurant. Ran. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are the, and the then people, I did the notes after, yeah. you know. Are the people um, sad to see the restaurant go? Are you going to have a big grand closing party? Yeah. Yes, we are. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be fun. And you know what? We can focus more on, we had built 350 in-person people for our meetups. Those fizzled out. We just didn't have time. Um, so we want to get that part going again and go back to our, um Facebook lives and stuff like that and get get back to stuff that we actually enjoy doing so that's great that's fantastic yeah um I hear you prepared a little presentation for us yes I had to because Heather kind of challenged me um because when I said hey do you want to go on Chef AJ's with me it was it's like Friday and she's usually not around so she could never be here and she goes, well, are we sharing our story? I'm like, no, we're going to talk about Thrive. And she goes, oh, and I felt bad. So I'm like, no, let's share our story, but I'll keep it under 15 minutes. And she goes, there's no way you can do that. So we're going to try it. Okay, I can't wait. That's the challenge. And then Heather's story, um, we kind of put inside mine. And mm-hmm. so 
Yeah, we're going to go turbo. This will be the fastest we have ever done this. <laughs> so let me, this is, I have too many screens open. So let me share, hold on a second here. It's a good thing we closed that other one. So I, now I got a phone. Oh, no. oh, yeah, we probably should have put it up before we started. That's okay. I, I do yeah. I didn't know we're good share though. Good. We're good. I just got to figure out which screen is going where. Perfect. So does that work? Yeah, I see it. Perfect. Who's the big guy? <laughs> okay. I don't think it's like working. Hold on. Let me try one more time. We see it, Tim. Okay. I just got to figure out how to advance. There we go. Okay. So you ready? Yes. All right. 15 minutes. I'm watching. <laughs> So hello, everyone. I am Tim Kaufman. And I'm Heather Kaufman. And we have had quite the journey over the past decade. And we're going to just walk you through our story in hopefully less than 15 minutes. On the way, we lost 290 pounds, but that's actually the least of what happened to us. So um, this is us. We've been married over 30 years. We were high school sweethearts. We always argue about when we started dating, but when was that? <laughs> 1988 which we were how old we were 14 and 15 <laughs> 14 and 15 years old um yeah. we were high school sweethearts we both had really cool mullets back in high school <laughs> <laughs> and um i grew up on a farm we live in a very rural area i started getting hurt all the time as I got a little older, like 19, uh, we wanted to talk about getting married. So I had to move into factory work, which was a little different manual labor, still a very physical job, kept getting hurt there, got hurt to the point where I was dislocating my shoulder so badly that just a plain sneeze would actually send it out of the socket. Um, so I went in for surgery. The surgery failed because when they tried to pull everything together, they realized everything was super, super stretchy and not normal. And I was diagnosed with a genetic condition that affects the collagen in my body called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Um, so basically, the glue that kind of sticks everything together is super stretchy. So I had, you know, by the my early 20s, all my joints were basically dislocating and I already had arthritis and chronic pain. Um, along with this diagnosis, I was handed disability papers, uh, but we had our whole lives in front of us. Uh, we had all these hopes and dreams, and now um, that was kind of obviously a huge emotional blow because I was supposed to provide for my family, and now they're telling me to go on disability. I never filled out those papers, um, but it definitely, you know, I saw what was ahead of me. The prognosis was by the time I was 25, I would likely be in a wheelchair. Um, the doctors told me to go home, do as little as possible, keep my body as quiet as possible, and just try to salvage what I had left in my joints. Um, another thing that happened during this, as I was prescribed some pain pills, I got uh, very, very addicted to opioids. As I went up the ladder from Lortab, I ended up at Oxy. The doctor then prescribed me some fentanyl, uh, which is a very awful drug, 50 times uh, more addictive than heroin. And um, 
I turned into an addict. And along with that, I could never get out of pain. So I turned to alcohol, um, which overnight became an alcoholic, drinking almost one liter of vodka every night before I went to bed. Um, and then the food came in and the food gave me all the same dopamine hits. It kind of took the pain away a little bit. It made me feel comfortable and I could just drown my sorrows into food. Uh, food was a lot easier to get than the drugs. It's everywhere. I think it's more accepted than fentanyl. Um, and it's everywhere you turn, you can get fast food. So needless to say, uh, by the time I was 38, uh, my life wasn't spiraling out of control. It was out of control. Um, I had reached over 400 pounds. I was on about 20 prescription meds a month. Uh, my metabolic numbers were outrageous. My kidneys were shutting down and I was in bad shape. Um, life took a turn. Uh, you can be really selfish as an addict and uh, my whole life was about how I could get my next fixes and all about me, me, me and what I didn't have. Life takes a turn um, when we get um, Heather's mom was diagnosed with leukemia uh, real fast after that. My father was diagnosed with stage four uh, kidney cancer that had metastasized to his lungs. Uh, both of our parents were uh, terminally ill. They gave my father six months to live. Um, and he lost his battle with cancer just six weeks after his diagnosis. My dad was my best friend in the whole world. Um, Heather's mom was an amazing person. Uh, she lost her battle with leukemia that turned to lymphoma, and ultimately a brain tumor would take her life. Um, and just like that, you know, I learned two things out of these tragedies. It's hard. We go through stuff, and it's awful to go through it, but you know, if we can get some room and look back, sometimes there's lessons there that actually saved my life. And the first lesson I learned with Heather's mom was gratitude. Um, she was just an amazing person. She loved life. She loved every single minute of life. And she was always thankful, even when she was terminal waiting for, you know, blood transfusion. She was just grateful. My dad, um, him being just snuffed out of our life, it's uh, really taught me about life is precious. And we all say we don't, we're not promised tomorrow, but that really became real to me. So those two things, I guess you could say, kicked off my journey. I was, Heather was putting my socks and shoes on me one day, and I realized that I was going to be the next funeral. I was going to be the one that she was going to have to bury next. And there were nights I went to bed. I don't really know if I cared one way or another if I woke up. I wouldn't say I was suicidal, but I didn't really care. I was just tired. I was sick. I just didn't want to go in anymore. And um, but Heather, I worried about her. I worried, you know, for some reason I could just picture this this funeral brunch and she was gonna have to get all that together and write the articles for the paper. And I didn't want her to go through that. Um, and then after that was all done, she'd have to raise two kids on her own. Uh, so I looked up um, some, some options for myself, and I came up with this thing called bariatric surgery. Had all the paperwork done, ready to go. 
and I was going to get signed off on it. And my doctor denied me the surgery. Uh, that day, when I went in to get his okay, my blood pressure was 255 over 115. That is on two blood pressure medicines, a calcium channel blocker and a beta blocker. Um, he was worried between all the narcotics I was on, uh, the way my heart was behaving. He didn't think I would live through the surgery, so he denied the surgery. Um, from there, I started, well, from there, I lost hope. I actually kind of just gave up, and I'm like, well, I tried. But when I went to bed that night, I couldn't help but thinking about Heather's mom. And towards the end of her life, when she had the brain tumor, she kept going back for radiation. And finally, the doctor looked at her, and he said, what are you doing? Carol, why do you keep doing this? And she goes, I just want to be here for my family. And with that thought in my mind, I went to bed that night thinking, I got to do something, even if it's out of respect for Mobby. I have to at least try. Uh, so I went on an Atkins diet. I guess you'd call it a keto diet today. Um, and I did lose some weight. I still felt like crap, still was on a bunch of meds. But then I stumbled on fat, sick, and nearly dead, which led to me doing a 30-day juice fast. Um, having no clue what I was doing. I just knew I wanted the results that Joe got in the film. And because I watched that, uh, Forks Over Knives came up as a suggestion in my queue. I watched Forks Over Knives, and I tell people it didn't just save my life. It gave me a completely new one. Um, and that was it. So it's 10 and a half years ago was the last time that I consumed animal products on purpose. Um, this is Heather and myself. I started uh, with her gentle encouragement. <laughs> she convinced me to go for a walk, and I collapsed on this rock about halfway short of my goal. The kids had to come pick me up. Uh, from there, I went back and finished that walk. I started hiking, doing exactly what the doctors told me not to do. Um, I found out there's all these cool places around my house, and I got to be active again as a father and as a husband, and I started going to the mountains and climbing mountains, even though I was in knee braces, um, and really got to be a family again. What I didn't know at the time, the food that I was eating was driving the inflammation out of my body. And the strength I was building from all these activities was taking over where my joints were failing. And it was the perfect recipe to get me out of this mess. Oh, I got into a little bit of running for an EDS patient. I don't know if it's recommended, but we just love doing it. This was the first finish line that I'd ever crossed. And uh, Heather and I were so emotional at the end of this that people thought, we got some bad news out on the course. From there, I would we would run a 10K together and I would finish my first half marathon with a still valid handicap parking pass. Um, and I put a picture of Heather's mom and my dad as I finished that race. Um, from there, I would go on to marathons, 100 mile bike races and get into triathlon. And life sure did take a huge spin from where it started. Um, so I tell people like the medals, the papers, the government sends me stuff, uh, thanking me and recognizing me and the films we've been in, super cool. But what really matters is that walk that my kids had to go rescue me from 
we got back on the trail years later, and this time they were my pacers for my first 50 mile ultra marathon. And that made me feel so proud. Um, Heather, I told you that she put my socks and shoes on. I got to return the favor to her because she was struggling to get her backpack on. But this time we were 6,700 feet in the air because we had just summited the highest mountain peak on the East Coast together for our anniversary. And what a special moment that was. And probably the most special thing out of my whole transformation is having Heather, um, it took about two years, um, but then she kind of adopted the same lifestyle. And I'm gonna let her talk about that. So Tim started um, eating plant-based, whole food plants. And me and the kids were still eating our pizza and wings. And we started dabbling a little bit with his food and I never really liked to cook. Um, so we'd keep tasting his and then slowly I would um I would start, you know, instead of just pizza, it would be pizza and salad, and we'd just start moving things that way. And um the kids really didn't like ground beef either or any kind of meat. So it was like, why are you know, why am I cooking this food? this meat when they don't really, none of us really like it. And he's cooking and his food tastes way better. <laughs> so, um, sweet we potato. started you, you at, were stealing my sweet we were, his sweet potato fries. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so as we're, as we were, you know, going day by day through this and, you know, starting to eat a lot more of what Tim was making. Um, one day I was with Tim and we were walking through the mall, which was my favorite exercise at the time. And, um, I had a cramp on the side, on my right side, and it just like wouldn't go away for days. That week, um, I actually had an appointment at my gynecologist, and he said that I had a fibroid the size of a softball and that I needed to have surgery. So jokingly, because I did not want to have any kind of surgery, I said, well, if it can be in between my daughter's high school graduation and her party, okay, I'll do it. And so... Of course, they scheduled it for me. And um, that night, um, I had so many memories of my mom and all the things she had to go through in the hospital. And when Tim came in the next morning, sorry. No, it's okay, hon. I said, um, I want to do whatever I can to keep myself out of the hospital. I want to be, I want to eat whole food plant-based. I want to just take care of myself so that I don't ever have to come back here again. And I never turned back. And that was back in 2015. And for me, it was always about my health. It was never about the scale, but the scale is, you know, losing weight is the side effect of that. And I just, I tell people, I got active then. I started running and finding that I like to run and even being outside in the winter, which was crazy. I never did anything like this, but I just felt so good and great. And that was, you know, what I ended up liking to do. And, you know, now I run all the time and do, you know, outside very active. And, um, I, you know, I tell people um, what you put into your body is, is it, is it going to, help you or is it you know is it going to heal you or is it going to harm you and that's usually you know where i i talk to people about eating this way and and taking care of themselves nice job we still have two minutes left so i wanted to just close wrapping up saying 
you know, people are so mesmerized by before and after pictures. And I guess if a picture is worth a thousand words, um, yeah, it is pretty crazy to see. Even when we look at our pictures, it's like, well, I don't remember being like that. But honestly, the before and after pictures don't tell the story um, because they look good. But this is bigger than a before and after picture. This is life. Like this is a life that we could never, ever have dreamed of. Mm -hmm. And our the way we live, the way we eat totally dictates our lifestyle. Um, so, you know, we think, well, food, let's look good. Let's look good for a before and after picture. But we can do stuff we never dreamed of doing. We would still be sitting on the couch. Like, that's what I would do. I'd come home from work, crash on the couch. So this is so much bigger than looking good in a yeah. photo or shedding a few pounds. This is literally about life. You know, are we going to live a vibrant life until we die? Or are we just going to take 20 years to die? To me, that's a very, very important thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so that's, we did it and it's 4.30 and that was exactly 15 minutes like I had promised. <laughs> All right. Great. Cool. You can have more time. So tell us about the summit. Yeah, so the summit, uh, this was a little bit a bigger undertaking, but we have a lot of people that people are used to seeing, and we have some people uh, that have stories that I feel like needed to be shared, because yes. a lot of people don't know about them. So this, I don't even like calling it a summit, we're calling it a series, uh, because what I notice, and I'm sure you've noticed the same thing, when I get asked to do summits, a lot of times they're just talking heads that go up there. So we wanted to make this much more personal. Mm -hmm. So I really thought long and hard about, well, how could we take people on this journey with us? So I split my journey up into kind of nine categories. So day one, which is already happening tomorrow, is the wake up call. I feel like one day I woke up, I was over 400 pounds and on the couch and I had no clue how I got there because I didn't make a conscious decision to turn out like this. It just kind of happened over time. So day one, we explore how did we get here, right? How did, how did we end up here? Day two, we talk about why is it so hard to get out of this place once we're here? You know, I didn't want to sit on the couch overweight, obese, and addicted. I didn't want to do that. That wasn't on my goal list. Um, but now what do you do once you're here? You feel like you're so far gone, there's no way out. So day two, we talk about how do we get out of here. Mm -hmm. Day three, we come up with a game plan. You know, what should we start switching? How, and does this stuff even work? How do we get rid of chronic disease? How do we get more healthy? Mm -hmm. And day four is things that we need to stop doing. It's one thing I remember this day was brought to you by Copenhagen Tobacco because I remember juicing, drinking kale, cucumber, celery, and green apple juice with a big lump of Copenhagen snuff in my mouth. And I thought, you know, something doesn't seem right. <laughs> and so we can get healthy, we can eat healthy things, but if we don't stop the harm, you know, we're getting nowhere. So we talk about what to stop. Mm -hmm. Day five, we talk about the things that we need to start doing. Uh, this is where we bring whole foods in front and center along with movement, mindset. We have some cooking demonstrations in here. And then day six is how to take everything we've learned and make it simple. Um, set up patterns, set up meal prep, just make this easy for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Day seven, we know it's going to happen. 
We know there's going to be obstacles. Mm -hmm. So if we can be prepared to, to, you know, come up to these challenges, these obstacles, before they get here, it's a lot easier to overcome them. So we have some great stories here about overcoming obstacles. And then uh, this is one of my favorite days. Day eight is bouncing back. What if we, what if life isn't perfect and we have a setback? What do we do? How do we get out of here? When everything is going perfect and then bam, you get blindsided. So we have some great stories here about bouncing back. Mm -hmm. And day eight, we wrap up with how do we keep this whole thing sustainable and build a future that's sustainable. And we're not on the wagon, off the wagon. And we talk about blue zones and um, rewinding your body clock. And so that's day nine. And um, let me stop my share. And I don't know, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm pretty proud yeah. of it too. So some, tell, you know, like you say, some of the people you felt their stories needed to be heard. Tell us about some of the people that aren't the usual suspects. So one, not this was totally selfish on my part, um, but we have uh, Matt Long, mm -hmm. who I originally heard on Rich Roll years and years ago. He was a New York City firefighter. He was, a, an, a, I wouldn't say elite, but he was at the top of age group for sure uh, for a triathlon, uh, qualified for Boston. And there was a strike, a transportation strike with a bus company's uh, we're on strike, so there are no buses. So he took, he was a fireman, so he took his bicycle to the firehouse. And on the way there, he got not just hit by a charter bus, he got ran over by it. And it literally, like, it took them hours to get this bus off him. His bike was, like, inside of him. Uh, he had, like, like a 1% chance to live. 60-some units of blood over the first night. Um, he should have been dead. And we find out in his story that he wanted to die, um, you know, even two years later. He's, again, it's not a plant-based story, but when you hear his story, I get goosebumps just thinking about it, mm -hmm. to come back from, and he, his story isn't like this sexy story of a light bulb flashes on. His mom had to yell at him and say, because he just wanted to die. And so to hear him like unpack all this, life is different for him now. Um, so it was a totally selfish thing because he raced the same race that I want to finish someday. And he has some of the issues with the fused ankles and stuff. So he's one of them. Um, I saw Dr. Dawn Musalem yeah. on your show. Yeah, she's amazing, isn't she? Wow, what a story. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Carla Fritz. We just it's like it, I had such a good time interviewing people. Um, Cyrus. I've never actually interviewed Cyrus before, and it felt like we were on the magic school bus uh, going through the whole digestive system. It was fun. Yeah. Do you like, what do you like better, interviewing or being interviewed? I like interviewing because I'm curious. So <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I say the same thing over and over where I'm interviewing. I can kind of add lib. I know what yeah. you mean. If I have to, I can't explain calorie density one more time. I can't. I, I just can't. Oh my God. Um, guys, if you have any questions for Tim or Heather, just drop them in the chat. It's always good to put four question marks ahead of time. So that's neat. Yeah. It's, it's summits or, well, okay. Series summits, just the whole process is exciting. It's going to be nine days, isn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Nine days. Well, and, you're going to uh, be busy. Yes. It's going to be a very busy nine days. 
Yeah, it's fun. It's it was it hard for you to get all the guests? I know for me, you know, I've done six of them. And the hardest part is the scheduling because sometimes people cancel and it's just like, oh, guess getting it getting all done, I think is the hard part. It is. It seemed like 80% went super easy. And that last 20%, we were interviewing like just days before we had to get everything turned in. Tell me. I'm about sure it. Tobias is still editing right now, to be honest. <laughs> what yeah. surprised you most about the interviews or about like, I mean, I don't want you to reveal like all the secrets because people have to register. But was there anything that was really surprising? Well, my favorite part, which I didn't think would be my favorite part, is we asked everyone in closing, what were the three things, things to, we could do today? Right. To thrive yeah. against all odds. And the some of the things that I thought people would say, they didn't say, but sleep was a huge one. Interesting. Yeah, yes. sleep came up, oh my gosh, over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And then the whole love thing finds usually that was like the third. I think Rip even said that find somebody or something to love. Um, so, yeah, there's I guess the whole point of this is there's a lot more than just eating plants to this. And I mm-hmm. think uh, we have to learn how to kind of reinvent our the whole way we think. Um, you know, Fraser, Fraser Bailey, he's he's amazing. Um He's he's super smart and he's super jacked. Uh, um, but, you know, he talks about setbacks as just feedback to build on. So uh, he had some really interesting things mm-hmm. about like treating our body like a supercomputer and the food we eat is the inputs and we don't want to get malware in there. So he was he's super, super good guy. Right. Got some questions from the live audience. Lisa says, I think Tim went to introduce whole food plant-based to schools. Is he doing that? Actually, I just, I brought a whole stack of thank you letters home today. I do, um, every student that goes through Will North, which is, I'm going to say 1,200 students, um, they all, every one of them will hear my story. They watch Forks Over Knives. I used to do one for my nutritional and then one for recovery, but it's just so time-consuming um that I've been just doing the nutrition and kind of bringing in the recovery with it but yeah so I do that still quite a bit yeah right and let's see here's a couple other questions Michelle wants to know what is your favorite go-to meal now or while you were losing weight probably the well potatoes for me always about (laughs) potatoes um but the other thing that was easy for us was the one pot taco oh we made that because um you know, it you can use it for so many different things. Can use it salads and you know, and just about anything. Yeah, that's just basically brown rice, uh, some onions, a bell pepper, um, black bean, corn. Mm-hmm. Pop it in the some spices, obviously. Pop it in the instant pop. I've been really into lentils and black beans lately. Um, I don't know why. I just really like lentils. Uh, Chris says, I have CP2, which is a genetic disorder. Do you find that being plant-based helps your genetic problem? Well, you can't, I mean, that's kind of a loaded question. It will help you uh, symptom-wise. Like your symptoms, like my symptoms, I have EDS probably like more deeper than I've ever had it with my bones and the structure. 
I'm only that's because I'm aging. But symptom wise, the key is to get the inflammation out of your body. Mm -hmm. um, this chronic inflammation just makes everything worse. So will it cure a genetic disease? Nope. Um, it's not going to get rid of my gray hair either. I tried that. But um, it certainly makes things better. And the beauty of it is it can't have there's no side effects. Um, so it's mm -hmm. definitely but if you're going to do it, really go 100% all in like your life depends on it. Because when you get those results, those results will motivate you to keep going. If you just dabble, it's not enough. You got to go all in. I always say that with weight loss, you can't dabble in it. It's not like taking, you know, uh, like a paint night, you know, <laughs> just doing it one time, you know? Right, right. Yeah. So let's see. I, Lisa says she loves seeing your wall of medals. And Susanna wants to know if you guys will be sharing your recipes from your restaurant once the restaurant closes. That's how yeah. job. I'm going to be getting a cookbook <laughs> together sometime here. <laughs> nice. Yes. That's fantastic. And Dada wants to know what you guys have for breakfast. Well, uh, kind of varies from time to time. Um, I, you know, sometimes I'll do potatoes. A lot of times I'll do bananas. Um, there's the overnight oats. Um, what? So, am I supposed to be honest about this? So it's for breakfast this morning, I've had nothing so far today. Um, just because I was so stinking busy, I walked out the door and I took nothing with me. Uh, so my breakfast this morning was water. Um, which that's another interesting thing for the summit. Never in a million years did I think I'd ever do this. Um, I've been a pretty big coffee drinker, a pretty big, I drink way too much coffee for the past 30 years. And after talking to Frank Sabatino, um, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to quit coffee. And I just cold turkeyed it. So it's three weeks, uh, no coffee. I've cut back. I'm still a coffee drinker. That's for now. Yeah, but it's, but yeah, so normally that's what I'd be running on coffee in the morning, but it was just so, so far today, I've just had water. Wow. Well, again, you, that you're having one every patient at the True North Health Center has. Yeah. It was <laughs> good water. Today. Yeah. Hey, Heather, I'm curious, because we know Tim has a big, long history with addiction to many different substances. You were overweight, but do you feel like you had a food addiction or just from eating the standard American diet? I feel like it was just more the standard American diet. And um, honestly, um, if I'm being really honest here, which um, I'm going to be honest, um, <laughs> starting the cafe, like Tim said, we, everything was very simple, potatoes, you know, salads, chopped salads, everything was very simple. But once we started this cafe, I actually have put on some, I have put on some weight just because you're always tasting, you're always doing this. You know, we started making healthy smoothies for the cafe and it's, it's really, it is about controlling your environment. And I feel like because of the cafe, you know, I find myself having these things that I would have not had um, a couple years ago. Yeah. And, well, I used to be a pastry chef. And just when I was on the road to recovery with my food addiction, I had some uh, 
some treatment and they kind of like laugh, like kidding me, right? You can't, you know, and they basically said, you got, if you want to recover, you got to quit your job. And luckily my restaurant was sold. So I never had to make that decision, but I hear you. Do you ever worry both of you that you'll gain all or some of your hard lost weight back? No, no, never gain, gain. I would never gain all that back. No, no, but I, Mm -hmm. but the breaks are on. We know where we're, you know, we know that we need I mean, for me, I know I need to um, get this extra weight off that I have put on because I notice it when I'm running, you know, I feel like um, I have this extra, you know, baggage on me. So, but that said, um, you still have to be, I mean, like I see people that lose a lot of weight and gain it all back. And then some, um, a lot of people that we talk to, they've lost a hundred pounds, like four and five times. You know, the, the good thing about being whole food plant-based is you can still gain weight on calorie-dense food, but uh-huh. I feel like you can only go to a certain point unless you get into all the processed crap. That's mm-hmm. a whole nother story. No, you're right. You can never get as overweight or obese as a person is on standard American and vegan junk food, even, even eating high calorie dense. It's never going to happen. Right. right. Yeah. But you still need to be careful. Oh, and. Sure. You still have to, you know, remember where you came from. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to live in the past, but I also realize, well, first of all, you know, what's different now is, you know, 20 extra pounds, it hurts. Like, mm-hmm. And if you think about it, like carrying a 20 pound bag, like when you bring the dog food home, mm-hmm. like imagine carrying that so around hard. the bag, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, whether you can bag. or, mm-hmm. yeah. And even if you can carry it around, you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that was, that was one thing. I asked Dr. Gregor, I'm like, I get people tell me this all the time. Is it possible to be overweight and healthy? And I wanted to know what his answer was. And instead of like answering it directly, he goes, well, why would you do that when you can be, you know, at a normal weight and healthy? Like, why would you, why would you want that? (laughs) And um, the way he worded it was really cool because he didn't say like, yes or no. He said, well, why would you do that? Why not just be at a normal weight and healthy? Because it could be better. So why settle, I guess, is what he was saying. Yeah. So Susan wants to know if you got headaches when you gave up coffee. Oh, my gosh. Holy crap. Yes. Mm -hmm. They were awful. They were awful. Yeah. I thought people talk about it and I thought, oh, you get a headache. But these were bad. Yeah. Dr. Goldhammer says it's like worse than sometimes other drugs uh, when people try to get off coffee. And that's why they fast. That's interesting. Serenity says, why didn't you have someone buy the cafe? Why didn't you change the menu? Yeah, we're working on it. Well, because to be fair, um, if we change the menu to how we eat, we would not have customers. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, our idea how we used to eat before the cafe leftovers is a sweet potato and a bag of steamed broccoli. That's a hard sell to support, you know, four staff members on. We, I mean, we had, we sold 55,000 meals out of that Mm -hmm. place. And I feel like if we put a baked sweet potato and some broccoli in a bin, our customer, and it's same with the smoothies. We do all fruit smoothies. Mm -hmm. There's no crap in them. Uh, But again, we never had smoothies and now they're always around us. And um, so the things that we eat, that we enjoy eating, that we should eat would not be very marketable for a restaurant if, if, at any volume, let's say. Right. It would be, I would love a restaurant like that, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So we have to serve thousands of people to turn a profit and it will be really hard to. Maybe you could turn it into some kind of educational place. Well, that's what we had in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but um, 
we're getting old and tired. We're still going to do education. We just don't need to run a building with staff members. And but we do have some people interested in buying the business for sure. Right. That's great. Well, I wish you every success with the sale of your business with your upcoming book, Tim, whenever it gets edited and Heather with your upcoming cookbook, whenever it gets written, I'd be happy to have you back on the show to promote it. And I'm excited to be on your summit. Um, that was fun do, getting interviewed by you. And uh, I'm I'm registered. You guys can register for free. I've been dropping the link in the chat all throughout the show. It's also in the show notes. If you don't know what show notes are, they're just the little thing right under the video. You sometimes have to click more to see all the words. It's absolutely free. Nine days. I believe it's four interviews a day, right? Yes. Four interviews a day. And then the takeaways. A couple of the people were duos. So it's probably like maybe 40 speakers. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, good luck. Get a good night's sleep. Cause I know what it's like when you, cause you got to be there for summit. It's not like you just interview and then you go to sleep. You got to be there right. every day in the chat. And yeah. 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 Well, all right. Well, Thank you so much for having us. Yes, I really appreciate it. It's my it's a pleasure. And happy birthday, Heather. You well, thank you. Free. I'll see if I can get you four bottles of vinegar since <laughs> I on your birthday. We'll see what Thomas oh. says. I'll say, can you throw in an extra one? Because she came on on her birthday after all. We'll see <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be able to speak with you today and be on your show. You're welcome. Have you ever had California balsamic? No. Yeah think we have no oh, good anyway you're gonna i think you're gonna like it. it's really good on potatoes if you like spicy take the blazing habanero nice <laughs> all right nice. absolutely well, thank and you once again tim the name of the summit the dates is thrive against all odds it starts tomorrow it's free to register and i can't wait to see everyone on the inside Great. Thank you guys so much. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific time for Nick DeVorn from Local Spicery. And he's going to be whipping up some delicious recipes. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.